It's time debit card users are also included in the cashback fun. Now everyone can get cashback on everyday purchases with Discover Cashback Debit. That includes no fees, period. Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashbackdebit. Discover Bank member FDIC. Rebag is a luxury resale marketplace. They have a curated collection of investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry. Each piece is carefully vetted and verified by experts. You can buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Hermes, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. That's Rebag.com to get 10% off your first purchase with code REBAG10. I'm Betches co-founder Jordana Abraham, and this episode is brought to you by Instacart. Your fever is high, and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on, while she's sneezing, coughing, aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us, trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues to tea to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker of yours. So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey, the podcast where we cover all the pop culture we love to hate, from the classic reality TV moments of the past and present to the latest Daily Mail headlines and everything in between. We'll dive into all the infamous and notorious messes you can't stop watching. I'm looking at you, Jax Taylor. I'm your host, Ryan Bailey. Yeah, this album is dedicated to all the teachers that told me I never amount to nothing. To all the people that lived above the buildings that I was hustling from that called the police on me when I was just trying to make some money to feed my daughter. It's all my people's in the struggle, you know what I'm saying? It's all good, baby, baby. It was all a dream. I used to read Word Up magazine. Fucking pepper and heavy D up in the limousine. Hanging pictures on my wall. Every Saturday, rapper pack Mr. Magic Molly Mall. I let my tape rock till my tape pop. Smoking weed and bamboo, sipping on private stock. Way back when I had the red and black lumberjack. Remember rapping Duke, the hard, the hard, you never thought that this hot would make it this far. Now I'm in the limelight cause I rhyme tight, time to get paid, blow up like the world trade. Born sinner, the opposite of a winner, remember when I used to eat sardines for dinner. Beast the raw G, Brucey B, kick your brain, funk master flex, love work, star C. I'm blowing up like you thought I would, call the crib, same number, same word, it's all good. Uh. And if you don't know, now you know, nigga. I made the change from a common thief to up close and personal with Robin Leach. And I'm far from cheap. I smoke skunk with my peeps all day. Spread love, it's the Brooklyn way. The Mo West and Alize keep me busy. Girls used to diss me. Now they write letters cause they miss me. I never thought it could happen, this rapping stuff. I was too used to packing gats and stuff. Now honeys play me close like butter play toast. From the Mississippi down to the East Coast. Condos and queens in dough for weeks. Sold out seats to hear Biggie Small speak. Living life without fear. Putting five carrots in my baby girl ear. Lunches, brunches, interviews by the pool. Considered a fool, but I dropped out of high school. Stereotypes of a black male misunderstood. And it's still all good. Uh. 
And if you don't know, like it's old, nigga. Welcome to your Monday episode of So Bad It's Good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. We're doing it all over, folks. We got five days until glory. Glory, of course, equals a weekend. Uh, How was everybody's weekend? I missed you guys. It's only been two days, but I missed you because I'm so, so codependent. I'm like Paris Hilton's new husband who seems just very codependent. Are you guys watching Paris and Love on Peacock? I don't know, you guys. I don't know. Hey, they seem happy. That's all I'm going to say. I hope you guys had the best weekend, and I hope we're going to have the best week ahead of us. Uh, we, of course, have the Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross. It is always one of my favorite episodes of the week, and we had such a great week of episodes last week. Remember, you do not have to listen to all of these, even though I would love for you to, but just, you know, whatever mood hits you. But this week's going to be another great week. We have so many great interviews coming up like we did last week. It is truly an exciting time to be alive, not only in reality shows, but in TV as a whole. Sunday night is always one of my favorite nights of the week, just in terms of TV. You got Euphoria. By the way, Euphoria, a lot of dongs tonight. A lot of dong action. If you women think that there's too much female nudity on movies, Euphoria is like, excuse me, we're going we're gonna to throw 30 dongs your way and see what you think about that. Uh, but great episode and great music. They played In Excess, you guys, one of my favorite bands from the 80s, Michael Hutchins. I love him so, so much. They played a couple songs from the Kick album, which is just a stellar album. That is one that you got to let your kids know about as they grow up. It is. I think it's timeless. And those are the people that you're like, I pray to God, good music will always be around or good music is always being given to somebody new. And that's why I was so excited for it to pop up on HBO's Euphoria tonight. Uh, I was sitting there going like, yes, 
yes, we got one. Actually, I read a study today, you guys, where they say 80% of streaming music is from the past. So each month, like 80% of that number of total streams for all music come from older music or like, you know, older music catalog, um, which is kind of comforting because there's so much great music to, you know, to draw from. And there's so much. It's so I feel so inundated, not only with TV and movies, but music especially. I mean, it's kind of cool that everybody, it's like so, it's a lot easier now to make music than it has ever been, but it just means there's so much stuff to sift through. Like, I always thought I would, I, I've told you guys this before, I always thought when I was a kid, I used to think that I would watch every movie that was ever made. Like, I wanted to. I wanted to, you know, and I would do this thing. We would get the the uh, the, you know, Arizona star. What is it? Arizona Republic when I was in high school and the Sunday paper was always very religious to me in the sense that I would get the entertainment section and they would have like the TV section. And in the back, it would tell you all of the movies in alphabetical order that would come out that week. And like on on any TV station, you know, and I would go through it and cross off the ones I had seen and circle the ones that I needed to see so I could set uh, VC... Well, now, kids, I'm going to really blow your minds. There used to be a thing called VHS, uh, VCRs. You would... There was a thing called Blockbuster Video, too. I don't have time to get into it, but it was a whole thing, and I was obsessed, and I would burn... Well, now we call it burning copies, but I would set up two VCRs, video recorders, you guys, and I would rent movies or I used to work at Blockbuster because of course I did and I would <laughs> put the one tape in and I would you know illegally copy it so I would have like all like my room had so many movies in it on VHS like you could put three movies to a VHS and my favorite one you guys I would like watch every night when I went to sleep I had one with National Lampoon's Vacation also had Caddyshack and it had Speed with Keanu Reeves and all three of those, just classics. You can't go wrong with any of those. I like that I threw speed on there. Like, kind of was like, look at me. I also like action. Um, but I, I thought I could watch every movie. I thought I'm going to. I. But then you get a little older than that. And then you realize, oh, my God. A lot of movies are shit. Like, I didn't want Steven Seagal. Movie. I saw, like, two Steven Seagal movies. And I was like, I think I get it. I'm, I'm good. Okay, he's under siege. And then he could barely kick his leg above his waist. But he's. Very into martial arts, I guess. You know, there's movies then you're just like, well, that you realize that 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 life isn't uh, infinite, that it is finite and you only have a certain amount of time. And you, me and you both, we, I mean, we all we do is watch TV and listen to things. But I realized in high school, once I worked at Blockbuster, that it just I wouldn't even want to watch every movie. But there is something sad in that. And there's still I mean, there's so much stuff that comes out every day that I just want to watch. And that's why if heaven exists, I, I've said this so many times, but I really hope they have a really good cloud service. Seeing that heaven is supposedly in the clouds, they must have the best one. But I would feel so much more at ease if I knew my DVR would transfer over to heaven. I mean, kind of same thing with prison. I've always said if I find out that in your cells you can have like a personal TV with a DVD and you can also have internet, I'm going to commit a crime. Bam. Major crime. I'm out of here. Because it would just give me all the time that I needed to catch up on my stories. Because at what point, you know, at some point I do have to have a life. We, we all do, folks. 
Anyway, Sunday night is the best night of TV because you got Euphoria on HBO. You got The Righteous Gemstones, which I have not been able to start this season, but I know it's on Sunday nights. You've got one of my favorite recent ones that my roommate got me into, Sister Wives. That Cody, you guys, I've talked about him last week. That guy is a bastard guy. He's a bastard guy, and we don't like him. He's really creepy, and I don't... It's like, how can you upset all of your wives at once? It seems... I don't know. I don't like it. I want him out. Um, I want all the ladies to leave him. I just want him to be like, whoa, at one point I had four wives, and now I have zero. Ugh. Okay, so you have that, and you have Real Housewives of Salt Lake City, which I am loving, but I will say... I always feel like I'm in a fever dream watching it. I like I feel like I'm like, how does this add up? This doesn't make sense. It feels like the Twilight Zone. How is this happening? You have Meredith Marks waking up, getting into just random fights with Lisa. You have Jen Shaw kind of coming off likable, even though she's a complete criminal. I, I mean, I really that show is so different than any other Housewives franchise. And a lot of people don't like it for that reason. And by the way, very hard to watch Jenny in any kind of capacity right now after all that stuff that came out this past week and, and me and Sophie talk about it a little but remember sometimes I'm not the best person to talk about these things and I'll always try to have a guest on not like I, I don't mean Sophie but like in the future I will have probably a guest on where I can talk more in depth about all of this stuff with somebody that's a little bit more knowledgeable than I am um, but it's it's very, I don't know, I guess it's frustrating because these are reality shows and it shows us the greater scope of what the world is and what America is. And sometimes that's, you know, can be very sad. And I guess the thing is, is that we can't choose what our reality is sometimes. It's just kind of presented to us. And it's, it, uh, it's sad because it reminds us of where we are when we're trying to escape. And a lot of these housewife shows or sister wives or, you know, it's our escape. So then we're faced with like the act, the reality of life. And, 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 and hopefully at the end of the day, that's a good thing. Hopefully that's a great thing. And some, some positive, some change can come from it, but who knows? Anyways, uh, that is on. And then tomorrow night, you guys remember summer house is on. It'll be the second episode. I thought it started so strong on the first episode. Then Tuesday, remember you got the Vanderpump rules, part one reunion Wednesday. You got the Vanderpump rules, part two reunion. Oh, also on Monday before summer house, you got below deck below deck. It's not really hitting on all cylinders for me, but it's one of those things like pizza. It's always good. Like, you know, there's amazing pizza, and then there's just pizza, but even just pizza is still pretty good. And Below Deck's still pretty good. Uh, I do want to say I am enjoying, um, they have now a new franchise over on WeTV, Love During Lockup. So they had Love After Lockup, Life After Lockup, and now they have Love During Lockup. These guys will find a way to put a camera on anything involving a prison, and I'm kind of here for it. I was kind of, like, weirded out the first episode. I was like, I don't know if I like this. This is change, and I don't like it. Then by the second episode, I was like, I'm fully in. And then the third episode, I'm like, oh, my God, everybody is insane. It makes me feel so good about my life. And also... These are adventurers. These are people seeking love, and they will go to the ends of the earth. And by that, I mean a prison. And that's just, you got to, you got to applaud that. Um, let's see. So, I mean, we really are in the golden age, and I think my TV week starts off on Sundays. I don't know if you always consider that your beginning. Also, I want to share this with you. 
so you can know what a bit what a man I am. Because I know I, I know a lot of the internet forums kind of question that about me, but I'm all man all the time because I got a smoker grill for Christmas. And if you know me, I'm not the best uh, of like of anything doing man stuff. Like I don't watch sports. I don't play video games. Uh, I can be pretty emotional and I like to listen to people. So, uh, you know, all things that men aren't really known to do. And so I got this smoker grill and I was like, my buddy, Matt Byer loves smoking. He's always, ah, smoke, 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 smoke. Um, So I'm smoking right now a pork butt but the thing is so like I'm being like a man I'm smoking meat like is there anything manlier than smoking meat so I'm smoking wheat the only thing is I've never used one of these things before so it is been a day of frustration of watching YouTube video after YouTube video the flame just like went out and then I had to load more wood pellets guys you wouldn't understand it's man stuff but I I, it is now 10 o'clock at night and I have not eaten dinner because I'm waiting for this damn thing to smoke like, help me, please. How do people do this for a living? I don't even know. I'm waiting for this thing to get 203 degrees temperature. And I just, I'm scared it'll never get there. Like, I'm scared I'm going to eat at 3 a.m. I'm so hungry, you guys. I'm so, so hungry. Are you guys hungry? What about you guys? Are you guys hungry? What are you eating on this fine Monday? Uh, so, yeah, we have a great uh, popcorn. Pop Culture Roundup with Sophie Ross. There's a couple things I want to hit really quick. Um, okay, so I did want to really quickly... Yeah, my friend Marissa always kind of gives me news stories to pay attention to. And I said, oh, is there anything that's happened tonight since I recorded? And she did want me to bring up, and I this actually, Heath Ledger, one of uh, just an amazing actor who passed away at 28 years old. And this is the 14th anniversary of his passing. And that is just like, so he passed away, you guys, before The Dark Knight, which was his final role as the Joker, which he was nominated for an Oscar for. It wasn't it wasn't finished filming. And I remember, I remember being at work at the acting studio and looking down at my phone and getting that alert that he had passed away. And I am such a huge Batman geek. I don't know if you guys know that. Not just Housewives. That, that's another manly thing. I'm into Batman. And I was just, I, I was just horrified. And I was, and th- but I also, also like, kind of like, how far did they get in filming? Or do they, or can they even still have the movie if he's not alive? Like, uh, but just a tragic, tragic loss. He's a very special actor. There's actually a, a good documentary about Heath Ledger that you can uh, watch. Uh, really, really cool guy. Um, so rest in peace, Heath. We will always remember you. A lot of unfortunate passing away, you know, deaths this week that we actually talk about on the show. Uh, it just, I don't think it ever gets easier. And it's something that you hate to to grow accustomed to. Uh, Kanye West and Julia Fox are being freaks over in Paris. They're wearing colored contacts, you guys. Hey, watch out, Machine Gun Kelly and Megan Fox. We're a hot topic couple too. <laughs> I love it. Just like they're wearing colored contacts. Do you feel silly ordering those? Like, yo, yo, could I get two all white contact lenses, please? It's going to make me look the coolest. Is this for your daughter, North? No, it's for me and my new girlfriend, Julia Fox. <laughs> the couple, but I've always said the couple that wears colored contacts together stays together. I, I think it's very nice. Um, 
Oh, my gosh. Uh, let's see. Quick hits. Chloe Kardashian is a material girl as she stuns in a clinging baby blue dress and blonde curls while posing on Louis Vuitton trunk with her Hermes bag. Should you be mixing Louis Vuitton and Hermes? Should you be mixing this stuff? Like, it'll never be like, that's why I kind of like Kim Kardashian sometimes. because It'll be like Kim Kardashian studying law. And it'll be like, Chloe now has curly hair. She's shitting out a Hermes purse. Here it is. Like, I'm like, come on, let's do something. How about, like, go, like, take a class. Like, why don't we, like, uh, Chloe on a 17-day meditation retreat? But it's always, like, and it's always, it never looks like her. It feels like more face-tuning, and we're supposed to believe that she has naturally curly hair. None of it adds up. It's all a mystery, folks. Oh, my gosh. Oh, and also, Adele, I think I talked about this briefly on Friday, she canceled she had to cancel her caesar's palace show that was and now they haven't announced new dates but the thing is they might have to push it even into the summer now when it was supposed to start this past weekend because she actually has booked tours all around the world and we're everybody's kind of wondering or you know guessing on what happened there's a lot of rumors flying around that she got into a fight with the uh the set designer uh saying that uh one of the directors wanted her to have 50 choir behind her and she didn't want that but this remember you guys know pop culture like i do remember they put out a lot of this shit and we don't don't believe anything until it like it comes from usually Adele's mouth or something but i was thinking like what a nightmare it's i always had that nightmare as an actor that i would be in a play and i didn't memorize my lines like i mean it's was the worst nightmare when i was like fully acting all the time and doing theater that was the nightmare was going up on stage and not being ready and i just can't believe you know, this is big. This is like millions of dollars, people flying, people taking time off to go see you. And then to realize at the last minute you can't pull through and that it affects your schedule for the next year. Damn. Like I say in this podcast, celebrities are not aspirational, folks. They are not aspirational. Uh, of course, we call, talk about Terry Mugler, uh, who is dressed Lady Gaga, Kim Kardashian, Beyonce. He dies at the age of 73. Rest in peace. Uh, him and Andre Leon Talley. So the fashion world has just had one of the worst years already with these icons. And like I, you guys know, I'm an old Navy man. I'm not very fashionable. In fact, a lot of people now just like, I shouldn't say it on the podcast. Now, a lot of people like dunk on me in my DMs like, hey, Mr. No Fashion. What up, loser? <laughs> you, know, like, you know, I feel bad that I tell people my weakness and now people just feel like they can say it to me on Instagram. And I'm like, I don't know you you i can say this about me you can't uh but there is a difference like you have these news stories of like adele can't perform and then it'll be like courtney kardashian shows off her curves in a sizzling all block ensemble with a tube top like there's just a difference you guys see there's people actually doing things and then there's courtney kardashian dressing in a tube top these shouldn't share the same spaces right this shouldn't be the same. I want to differentiate between talent and just being lucky with good looks. You know, that's a huge difference for me. Ugh, she does look hot in that tube top, though, you guys. Um, also, uh, Jax Taylor and Brittany Cartwright Taylor. It's looking like Jax didn't get uh, picked for the Big Brother show that I was kind of hoping. And also there was a weird rumor that Erica Jane got picked, but she's not doing it. There was a rumor Nene Leakes was in it. She's not doing 
doing it. I know we got Tiffany Pollard, uh, uh, New York, from I Love New York, the VH1 reality show, and Icon. She is in it. And that's very exciting. But Jackson, Brittany, and Brittany's mom, they all went to Disneyland today because... I mean, really, I'll always remember when I was eight months old and my parents took me to Six Flags. One of the best days of my life, even though I cannot remember it. And this was no, but it's like I, I, I do think Jack Super is a Disney freak, you know. Like, but it is funny when you always think about a trip for anybody in reality after they're off of reality. It's just kind of a, um, it's just an opportunity for their Instagram. You're like, okay, we need some new locations. What about Disneyland? Yeah, let's bring your mom. Let's take some pics. Also, they are on a promotional push right now, but it's like they don't have a lot. So I know Brittany is doing Weight Watchers, which I think is cool. I did Weight Watchers when I was in my 20s, and I thought it actually kind of worked. But in fact, Weight Watchers use me. Don't use Brittany. I've got more pull. Come on. No, but it's like you can tell, and I hate this. Because, you know, it's just like they're probably stressing at a certain point. Like this does run out. Um, Even the people that are on the air worry about it running out, let alone a year later. And you're doing, you know, promotional things for, you know, Weight Watchers. And by the way, the Weight Watchers thing was probably was a huge get for Britney. But I always notice that I'm seeing them pop up and like, People Magazine, uh, Daily Mail, just which means their publicist, I think they've had the same PR lady for a while, is really doing her job right now. She's doing a lot of heavy lifting. And hopefully with that, uh, with their faces and names in these articles, they'll be able to get more work from it. I mean, that's that's the goal. But at a certain point, if Jax really did change, why not just move to Kentucky? Why not just, you know, call it a day? Go live an amazing family life, right? Why do you? I mean, at this point, Jax isn't going to be Daniel Day-Lewis, right? I don't think that's ever was his thing. And Jax isn't going to be a bartender either. And at what point, and I might eat my words at some point, but at what reality show would Jax even work on anymore? And we know he's not going to be a producer anymore because his best pal, Randall Emmett, is not his best pal anymore, according to Britney and People magazine. But it's really one of those interesting things is that now... You know, you used to have actual movie stars and stuff getting older and aging out of the business. And now we're kind of seeing what it's like for reality stars to age out of the business. Um, But it'll be interesting. We'll see. Like, who knows? Maybe at some point Bravo would um, bring them back. I, I, I question it, too. If they're keeping Jenny from Salt Lake City, I mean, are we looking at some place where they'd bring back Stassi and Kristen? Like, is that where we're at? I don't know. I watched Watch What Happens Live tonight, and, and Andy just said really brief thing with Lisa Barlow, where Lisa Barlow was like, I'm very anti-racist. <laughs> that was it. It was like all of like 20 seconds it being mentioned. And I was like, that's wild. It's just kind of... So it'll be very interesting to see how they handle it. But I think that's all, you guys. I always like to take the first, like, 25 minutes of the show on Mondays just to catch up with you guys and and let you know about how manly I am with the grill. It is now 10.14 p.m., and I'm probably hours away from eating, but that's okay. That's why they invented cheese. Um, I hope you guys have the best week ever. Um, Remember, life is hard. Let's make it easier on each other. I hope you can come here for some laughs. I hope you can laugh at me and with me and all of that stuff. And thank you so much for all of your support. Oh, that's it. Um, 
if you do sign up for the Patreon, we are doing Gallery Girls. I will be doing the first episode, I believe, tomorrow. I took notes on it this week. Gallery Girls is a one-season show from 2008, I believe, on Bravo. And it's about, like, seven girls in New York City, like, aged around 24, some way too rich for their own good, trying to make it in the art world. And I hate all of them, which is always... A good, like it's a sign of a great reality show when you can find it's very unique when you're able to hate in a different way each person for a different reason. And this show has it all. They, by the way, they have the little Blackberry phones that everybody used to type on. Like, I it was so nostalgic but creepy and a good reality show. And I'll be covering it all on the Patreon. So, a couple bucks a month, go throw it over there. Uh, me and Maditza Lopez is all, also doing Real Housewives of Miami. We had like a two hour episode this week over there. But also, remember, that's not necessary because there's so much free content here. Um, this really is something I never want this communication between us to die. It really is something that's such a blessing in my life. So thank you. Also, if you do like it, uh, if you like how manly I am, please give a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And that's it. That's it. You got. Oh, yeah. And also Cameo. <laughs> Cameo. If you want... It's a perfect Valentine's Day gift. Me telling your partner or loved one that you love them, or I'm also willing to break up with your partners on Cameo. That would always be such a such a special time in my life to be able to help you guys out of that situation. Okay, that's it. I've talked too much as I usually do. Guys, have a great week. Here she is, the pop princess, Sophie Ross. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to So Bad It's Good. This is the beginning of all of our weeks. Let's make it a good one. Uh, we're going to make it a great one for you right now uh, because this is how we start off every week. Uh, this is our ritual, like those those girls on yellow jackets that eat, eat each other. This is our eating of each other, and we're sharing it with you with all of the pop culture stories from this week. We are celebrating a sports win, I believe, for Sophie's team. So we'll, we'll talk about that. First, and we'll get into a bunch of stories, but you know her, you love her, writer extraordinaire, comedian extraordinaire, person, woman extraordinaire, Sophie Ross. Sophie, welcome back to the show. Hi. Hey. What, yeah. So your Bengal, your Bengals team won yesterday, right? Yes. I'm, I lost my voice. I'm hungover. Yes. I'm alive. I'm alive. Yeah. I saw pictures of you at a bar with your boyfriend and a couple of friends, and I was like, oh, man, you're going to get shit canned. I, yeah, I did get absolutely shit canned last night. Um, but yeah, we're one game away from the Super Bowl, which is crazy. We've never made wait, it wait, far it's, since I've been alive. There's only one more game before that in the Super Bowl? Yes, it's the AFC Championship. So the Bengals are one of two teams that are going to be left in the AFC. And then there's the NFC, which Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady both got eliminated today. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Suck it, Tom Brady. Suck it, Aaron Rodgers. I did. I did see the last, uh, the the last like the San Francisco 49ers in the end of that game. And that was pretty exciting that uh, they just won by a field goal. Right. Yeah. Yeah. All the games so far have just the Bills Chiefs game is on right now. So that's going to determine who the Bengals play next. But yeah, all the games have been decided by a field goal so far, including the Bengals game. It was crazy. The guy you love, Joe Joe Burrow, I you posted a photo of him, and he just he does seem so pale. I worry about him. I know. Wait, is there any way? Is he is he Irish? Is there a way we can get him tan? I know he's just a fair skinned lad. But it was so funny. So in his after we won the playoff game last week, which broke a 31 year curse of no playoff wins, he wore these like Cartier sunglasses. 
And at the Bengals bar, there's a Bengals bar that we've been going to for years in New York City called Phoebe's. And even when the Bengals were terrible, we've been going to that bar. And all of these people were there in Joe Burrow sunglasses. And I saw these girls in like going out tops in the bathroom. I was like trying to make conversation. I was like, oh, is anyone from Cincinnati? And all of these girls were like, no, we just love Joe. Like they were were fans of Joe Burrow. It was so weird. were, Were you like, he's mine, whore. I was like, I know he's sexy, right? Yeah, he's sexy. sexy. He's so sexy. That would be so creepy in a bathroom. He's sexy, right? I know. That's what we talk about in the ladies' bathroom. Elevating my style used to mean breaking the bank. But with Quince, I get high-end, versatile pieces at prices I can actually afford. Now I can upgrade my style by snagging killer luxury essentials that sync with my vibe and my wallet. You guys know I've got a blue linen blazer. Now I have a black leather jacket and I have my eye on this Italian suede trucker jacket. I think that's going to be my next purchase. So Quince creates timeless essentials that never go out of style. You're going to have them in your closet forever. Quince has all the must-haves, like Mongolian cashmere crew neck sweaters from $50, iconic 100% leather jackets, and versatile flow-knit activewear. With all Quince items, everything is priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middleman and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices, along with premium fabrics and finishes. How do you not love that? So indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash so bad for free shipping and 365-day returns on your order. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash so bad to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash so bad. If you're a wine lover like me, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. I found the most personalized wine club that has amazing wines and exclusive perks. It's called First Leaf. As a First Leaf member, I get to discover new wines I'm guaranteed to enjoy. That's because First Leaf gets to know your unique preferences. To start, all you have to do is answer a few quick questions on their website about what flavors that I like, how often I drink wine, and if I prefer red wine white or rosé, or a combination. Now, based on my answers, First Leaf curated an amazing selection of wines just for me. And when I rate those wines, my wine selection gets even more tailored. You guys, I have to tell you, I got a free shipment with them, but I kept my membership going because I liked it so much. I swear to God, I got this great Sangiovese. I got a Malbec. Uh, I did get a rosé as well because I have a combination and I am loving it. Best of all, I get to choose when I want my box delivered and how often I get new assortments of wine. Being part of the First Leaf Wine Club also has its perks. As a member, I get access to their incredibly helpful wine concierge. Plus, I get member-exclusive pricing on every order, so you can continue to order the ones that you love. So, join the club today with me and discover new wines you'll love with First Leaf. Go to tryfirstleaf.com slash so good to get your first box. That's T-R-Y-F-I-R-S-T-L-E-A-F dot com slash so good. Tryfirstleaf.com slash so good. Did your boyfriend like sports before you or does he have to act like he likes sports because of you? <laughs> no, he loves sports. He actually played hockey in college. He's like a an athlete. So he loves sports, but he um, is an Eagles fan and, and they're I, they were out last week, right? Yes. Oh my good job, right? Thank I remember you said that last week. Yeah. Yes. So his Eagles are out. He he kept being like, because I've like kind of converted him into a Bengals fan at this point. And he meant to say, I bleed green. 
but he was like, cause those are the Eagles, Eagles colors green. <laughs> yeah. He was like, my blood is green. I was like, what are you saying? About? Disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> um, how, did he get shit can last night too? Not as shit can as me, but like, yes, we both had a lot of fun. We both took fireball shots. So oh, I don't, well, the only shots I take are fireball shots. If you try to get me to take vodka or tequila, I will be like, no, I can't. Like I really oof. can't. But fireball just goes down so smooth. It is. It's a very sorority-like substance. It's uh you loved and- it. I think Heather Dubrow loves fireball. That really doesn't make a lot of sense to me. I know it doesn't, but yeah, I remember champ, maybe, champs and, and fireball. Maybe, honestly, actually, maybe it was like Tamara, but I remember there were like, Ugh. there were scenes with OC <laughs> housewives and they had the little mini fireballs in their purses when they were like on a trip somewhere. Oh God. Woohoo. I'm Vicky. Um, okay. So let, let's get into this. Cause I, I want to start with a rumor that I, I was given yesterday that i found this somebody uh was in the old dms and say and i just want your opinion on this said hey wanted to, wanted to send a scoop my best friend was in la last night and she was next to the real housewives of beverly hills women filming something i'm assuming this is the rent a beauty party that they all dressed up looking like the cast of euphoria and um for the rent a beauty thing uh and it said okay and this is the big part she said Lisa Vanderpump was there and for sure integrated into the crew. Sounds like she's going to be back. Wouldn't we have heard about this by now? I think so. Listen, I, uh, rumors are fascinating in the sense that anybody really can say anything in our Dumois kind of yeah. like, you know, but that would be kind of an exciting thing potentially for Vanderpump rules. If like, if they're close to shooting the season finale, like I, I, I want that. Like we used to see that in like Melrose place and stuff like that, where it'd be like, hello, darling, I'm back. And then they end the season. Then they end the yeah. season, you know? Yeah. That's so like gossip girl too. I know. Um, like, would you like, hello, hello, Lisa. A, okay. Just quick aside. There's an Instagram account I discovered called De Trois, And it's like all just fake celebrity sightings, like fake to want. Like, <laughs> it's hilarious. So follow that. But um, I think that, I mean, that would be interesting. I don't know. Again, it's like, we definitely would have heard about this. I think so. But I mean, I we just would have, like we would have. But maybe it's like Kylie hiding her baby, like with a bunch of people with raincoats over her. So nobody sees maybe Lisa was snuck into this thing. They're trying to keep it like really a secret. That would be interesting because, you know, she thought she was like, she was way too big for the show a couple of years ago. Yeah. 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 And now she's kind of crawling back because- um, what's it called? Vanderpump cocktail hour or whatever it was called. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they yeah, it's flopped. And then Vanderpump Dogs flopped. Vanderpump Dogs flopped. Vanderpump rules is honestly, it's I kind of am just I, I'm ready for Vanderpump to just end for no. See, I disagree. Like I thought some of the season finale was actually good, and I'm really looking forward it to it. Was definitely the best episode of the season. Yeah, Tuesday and wins, and the and by the way, highest rated episode of the season, which is wild. Tuesday and Wednesday, they do back to back nights for the um, the reunion, which I love. Guys, mark that on your calendars. Usually, they you know space it out a week. I don't know; they're just wanting to get it out of the way. But I love that because I don't love to emotionally keep having to go on with a reunion like Beverly Hills was ridiculous having a month to go through those reunions I'm glad that we're done with Vanderpump Rules as of this week and I can emotionally move on to whatever's next but I think there's enough kind of titillating to like 
okay, we're going to see DJ James Kennedy potentially date. We're going to see Raquel potentially date. Yeah. Like somebody even said, like think of fan fiction wise. Somebody said to me, do you think um, James would ever hook up with Kristen Doty again? And I'm like, you know what? I don't think I, who knows though, but like, I would not she's, it out. that's what I'm saying. But like automatically she cheats on her boyfriend and she's back on the show. Like you just don't know, but there's possibilities here where you, it's a building season. We're going to see Lala date some rich older dude, probably, oh, you know, I'm, but that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to watch Lala anymore. Like that's, I think, and I know she, people, she's people a bridge too she, far. She carried the season. No, like I, I just, she's so calculated and fake to me and just, yeah. I just can't watch Lala anymore. I would, if Lala is gone, I'm on board, but I'm so tired of her. Yeah. She's exhausting because she blames, and we're going to see this a lot on the reunion. She blames others for not warning her about Randall. And right. it's like, yo, like, Shut up. girl, what are you talking about? Like yeah. I even warned you about Randall. Like, I mean, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And Sheena was like, I thought your fiance was an upstanding man or whatever she said. Is that what she said? Yeah. 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 Um, <sighs> and this is yeah, Brock's. Like, Lala, why would, why would other people dig into your relationship when you are literally like, you'll freaking pop a bitch or whatever. If they yeah. like, she's so annoying. It, Everything is someone else's fault. Oh, and the whole relationship with Randall was a lie to begin with. She lied to everybody on TV, including us, the audience for a whole season. Remember she was like, I'm not dating a married man. Are you kidding me? What are you she talking like, about? I am not dating a married human. Yeah. Like she kept like <laughs> using words that like kind of, you know, oh my God, she knew what she was doing. Very calculated. Well, Good news for Randall Emmett, though. Randall has seemed to land on his feet. He has announced that he is he is directing and producing the ultimate documentary about the sport of pickleball. So this guy is about to get pussy thrown his way left and right because what woman doesn't want to be like my like, by the way, your boyfriend's into sport. Randall is into sports as well. He's he's into pickleball. He's a pickleball champion and he's going to tell the story. And he did this Instagram post, you guys. I talked about it on the show earlier this week, but he said, ran like famous Hollywood producer making the ultimate movie about pickleball will submit to Sundance. You know, Sophie, me and you could film this and submit it to Sundance. You know, we anybody could submit, could submit yeah. to Sundance. We could submit to Sundance. But he's so fake where he's like, he's all bluster and what. And then I love my DMs now because sometimes people will just send me, he goes, you know, the word on the street is, Randall's uh, film company is used to allegedly just um, uh, launder money. Launder money, yeah, yeah. I believe it. I believe it. I mean, I hope for his sake that this one gets better than a zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> I'm, I'm also like, I just love Randall's social media presence. He's blocked me, but I, I have, uh, I can look at it in my regular account. Order but accounts, yeah, I love because he even like, you know, he takes credit for one of my worst parts of my life right now is having to know anything about Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly. He introduced them on the set of Midnight in the Switchgrass, the movie he directed, and then they both like totally disavowed the movie, but he posted a photo of like, congrats to Machine Gun and, and Megan. It was awe-inspiring to watch your love blossom. And then there's like a photo of him, those two standing close to each other and Randall's like five feet away from them and he posted it. And I'm like, they don't even look like they want to be around you. Exactly. Like, that's so embarrassing. Yeah, um, he's he's embarrassing. So I do need to get your thoughts. And we were texting about this briefly uh, this week. 
uh, Summer House premiered. And uh, I just want, I know the audience would love to hear your thoughts because I knew you would hung out with Jason and Lindsay uh, to get to give them your TV or something, right? Yes. Yes. And also, oh my God, I accidentally read like some of the meanest comments about me on the Summer House Reddit. You're on the Summer House Reddit? I, I don't even know how I came up, but I was like reading just the Summer House Reddit and I saw Sophie Ross like wants to be on the show so bad. So here's the story. Lindsay and I have known each other since like 2015 or 16. Really? So, yes. For the, her Hub House PR when I was a writer. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So I've known Lindsay for just years through work. Um, and yeah, she got my TV and um, yeah, with Jason and I had no idea, but I actually, I, I texted her and I was like, I'm so proud of you for, you know, coming out with that story of yours. Like that's so brilliant. Yeah, Cause I asked you, did you know, yeah, and by no, the way, if you I haven't seen no Summer idea. House, she, she makes this really, this announcement that uh, her and Jason had gotten pregnant and she didn't, she wasn't aware. She was six weeks pregnant when she found out. And then she lost the baby the next day and she had barely had time to actually even get used to the thought of being pregnant. And then she lost it. And she kind of really admitted this towards the end. And it was very emotional, her telling, telling it to Carl. And I asked Sophie, I said, did you know about this storyline? And she said, no, I didn't even know. What did she respond back to you? Oh yeah. She was just like, oh, thank you so much. Like just thanking me for reaching out because I was just so like, Lindsay puts it all on yeah. the table. That's why like, I love her. I love her so much for I that. Said to her, I was like, whatever they're paying you, like it's not enough because she just is so far above and beyond most reality TV people in terms of like, she puts it all on display. Like yeah. her highest highs, her lowest lows. Like, like Melissa Gorga her, on display. All of her like mistakes and trials and tribulations. Like, she really just puts it all out there. And, you know, it's not easy to be vulnerable in front of millions of people and be judged by them. And, and yeah, it's just awesome. And it was, it was just an amazing episode in general also. Yeah. Well, I mean, and I like that. It's like this now, this is like people growing, uh, growing up or not growing up in certain cases, but also a, 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 a kind of just really fun. We have a guy, a new guy, you guys, that his whole storyline so far is that he just loves to eat ground Turkey. He eats two pounds of ground Turkey every day. And I'm like, yes. Yeah, baby. Wait, yeah, baby. I love ground Turkey. It keeps me strong. Um, wait, you were in an episode of Summer House at a pool party. Did you see the new cast members? So that was Lindsay's birthday party, actually. So okay. that that doesn't happen, I think, until like way later in the summer, I'm pretty sure. It was in August. I think they start filming the weekend of July 4th, maybe. I don't know. But either way, um, I didn't know, like my brain wasn't able to like, recognize or trace the new cast member so i wouldn't have noticed even if i saw that so she wasn't so nobody was like hey that guy's one of the new cast members you know no i like had no idea who is there a chance you've done something stupid on camera that you'd like to let us know now i was trying so hard to like not do so i was actually like in a drunken i was drunk and some my ride fell through yeah like how do you leave the summer house how do you leave it? Yeah, I'm saying like, because I know Kyle and Amanda said they wouldn't let people inside the house when they had those parties. Oh, yeah, because of COVID stuff. Yeah, so how, um, like, if your my, ride fell through, were you just like sleeping on the lawn or? No, 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 no. It was like the next day, our ride home from the Hamptons. And I was in a, I was like just in a text slash phone fight with one of my friends about this. <laughs> 
And so I hope that wasn't caught on camera for the most part. <laughs> but uh, my friend, actually, the friend that I was with got, she was like throwing up. And so I was like, okay, let's go. So, Oh my God. I hope God see that to me, that's like your nightmare. But to me, to be able to see that on TV, I would love it. Like to see somebody just violently getting sick. I hate it that I find that entertaining nowadays on Bravo, you know, like I always love that. And I do want to ask you about one other thing. And I know we're, I, I talked to them this week. I know you're, you like them a lot too, but I've had so many conversations this week where they're like, it's like Kyle and Amanda, yeah, Kyle and Amanda. Like I talked to them. They're obviously still together. They seemed happy when I interviewed them, but, but it was bad. Like it, it was like, the end of that episode of like, Oh, I, I do owe you a uh, apology for having fun. And like, but then Amanda was breaking his bottles. Like, what's your opinion on this knowing them? And also then what's your opinion? Like if that were your friends, what would you say? I mean, like I've said this about Kyle before that I would never be able to be with someone who gets that drunk all the time. It's because I've dealt with that in the past with ex-boyfriends. It's just not something I personally like. And some women can handle that and they're like, okay with that. And it seems like Amanda has been okay with that. Um, But I think, you know, it's obviously gotten to the point where it might be affecting their relationship a lot. That was dark to watch. And the fact that, you know, um, it was happening off camera when she said that she had to have a driver sent to the city to get her up when they weren't even to get her um, and pick her up to go to her parents' house when they weren't even filming, um, and yeah, I've, I've only hung out with them a handful of times. Yeah. I mean, um, I will say that, you know, they are like, they are on the show. Like Kyle is the life of the party. Like that's who he is. He's the life of the party. Amanda's more chill, mellow, like not as visibly drunk. Even if she, you know, is drunk, she doesn't show it. Well, like, yeah. I mean, compared to Kyle, she's never going to look visibly drunk because Kyle's going to like take the lion chair of being exactly. visibly drunk, you know? Yeah. I think the contract thing is, is crazy that there was a contract, like. That the contract thing and that that line she told uh, Paige and Sierra where she said it got so bad a couple of weeks ago, he wouldn't come home and my mom hired a car service to take me home to her. Like, that's fucked up, man. Like, that's scary. Like, and like, I genuinely like them and I want to believe in like, I just, but we've also seen the preview for this season and it gets worse, you know? Yeah. So it should be interesting to watch knowing that they ultimately end up getting married um, also imagine yeah, how much pressure I mean, that is if you have a show based around your relationship you well, have so about, much tied up in each other you know yeah and think about like James and Raquel too how I think a lot of that what happened with James and Raquel was her watching the show I mean that's me speculating but it you know they she gave her ring back at the reunion like they had watched the season unfold everyone was talking about how he treated her on the show and it wasn't great and um you know they were just engaged they weren't all the way married. So Kyle and Amanda are even, you know, more in it. And it's kind of at this point, you wonder like, oh, they've been together for so long. Yes. They're tied up business wise, like with the show with lover boy, they've put in so many years together. It's like, how do you untangle all of that? If you do decide to. And then also that- to have that where your parents see that behavior, yeah. like her parents watch his behavior on TV and it's hard. And somebody was making the point on winter houses that you kind of saw Kyle, start realizing he wasn't like the number one guy in the group. Like people had moved past him, you know, like you had the Austin uh, Craig, uh, you know, two guys thing that were like kind of 
you know, Austin and Craig were able to hook up with girls. He's not able to hook up with girls. And you really get that sense with Kyle that he really needs that frat lifestyle. Like who stays back on the first night of filming with people that we don't even know? Yeah. Like we don't know the people he was hanging out with. Like you should be hanging out with the people on the show. That should be a lot. He needs, he might need like validation from, from girls, from strangers. I don't know. But I love, yeah, I'll give him validation. I love him. I I know. I know. And like, look, Amanda's response to break his stuff was definitely over the top too. You do. Wait, wait, wait. Do you get angry? Did you used to get angry like that with like exes? Did you break stuff and stuff? No, I would just be like so silently fuming. <laughs> like I would just like, and then it would like bottle up and I would just be like, okay, fuck you. Bye. <laughs> We're breaking up. <laughs> but um, yeah, no, that's not, that's not something that like I would be able to, to deal with personally, but it's like Amanda's been dealing with it for so many years. Clearly it's like, she's probably okay with it. I know that Andy and watch what happens live has like, I think it was when winter house was filming and he like, I think maybe like alluded to, to Kyle, like having just a visible drinking problem, which is what a lot of people have kind of noticed throughout the years is that, I don't know what, like what would you would call it, but someone who doesn't know how to control themselves when they drink, like he just gets so drunk. And Amanda was like, oh no, we all get drunk. Like she was kind of like defending him. And then when he was on Watch What Happens Live um, this past week, who was on it with him again? Carl, Carl was with him. Oh yeah, Carl. You could tell that Andy was like really putting putting him in the hot. He seat. yeah, he real. I, I was actually proud of Andy. He like he was really yeah. grilling Kyle of like, why would you blame Amanda for this? Why would you blame you know like? Uh, but also, if you already, this is what the part I don't get with dudes or like relationships is that if you have this specific issue in the past, how would you even let it get to a point where she's calling you five times? Like, how are you not like? I want to know. Like, I wish I had seen it before I talked to them because I'm like. Did they say they were leaving? Like, how was that conversation? Did they, did you guys just take off without him or did he just like, how would that even happen to begin I with? I think, I think she probably assumed that he was just like, you know, in the other group, like coming, she was like with two or I don't even know who she's with, like Sierra and Maya, maybe, or Paige. And she was probably like, oh yeah, he's in the other car. He's going to be with the other group. Like, it's fine. And then the other people came home and then. He's just not there. And he even admitted that after he saw, you know, a good amount of missed calls, he was like, okay, I'm in trouble. I'm not going to respond to her. Like that would piss dumb, off. Dumb. Like, and yeah. it, but, but I got to say works really for the, well, for the show. Like it was so funny to have him stumble home. And then the three girls act like they were sleeping. And then he's like, Jesus Christ. And then he goes in the bathroom. They all run like, go, 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 go. Like to me, that was comic when it was like tragic. Yeah. Yeah. It was definitely sad to watch and then you have king carl six months sober looking like a like just shining like god yeah like he's like waking up at 6 a.m like i feel bad about anything i'm doing in my life because of carl like he's waking up and meditating and and like really like you know trying to help people like you want me to make you breakfast danielle like it's it's wild i know that was so cute he was like what do you want for breakfast like that was so adorable i want more robert i love robert another cincinnati person a Bengals fan danielle's so so great like i love i I appreciate danielle so much but she doesn't get a lot of screen time because she's so normal and perfect you know like that's a good, like, ever, the show needs something like that. Like, not everyone can be, like, the, like, drama. Like, we can't have 10 Lindsay Hubbards, you know? No, it wouldn't be, the house would explode. Wait, oh. by the way, did you like your sweatshirt? I love my sweatshirt, and you actually, well, I can't, 
there's I cannot wait for you to hold up the thing that, but I it should be there. But I love the sweatshirt, but it didn't have a uh, I know I she got me a, a sweatshirt of how many sandwiches have you made for me, but like I just didn't, there was no note, so I thought I know, just some I stranger after I ordered it, I was like, shit, I totally forgot to do the note, so you won't even know who it came from. So I, I love when I love when you get mail that you don't know who you came from because like you always just like look around like you're being spied on, you're like. Who's yeah, you're who like looking this? for a hidden camera. Who sent this? Um, the other okay, so when you texted Lindsay about that brave admission, did you then go like, "Hey, how's it knocking boots with Carl?" Did you say? Because by the way, Carl let us know on Watch What Happens Live. He spent he spent the night the last seven nights because they live in the same building. They are at that point where they spend every night together. Yeah, and he does. I mean, Watch What Happens Live. He definitely seems like smitten. Like, oh yeah, he was. He goes, no, I'd consider us boyfriend and girlfriend. Yeah. So uh, yeah, I'm definitely happy for them. That's. I, that I need his reaction though to Austin telling Lindsay like, "I'm going to eat you front to back." Oh my god! Like I, I, I think of that. And then it did on Watch What Happens Live. You guys, he said, he said, uh, "No, I Austin's a friend. I'm, he's a friend. He's a good guy." You know, I'm like, oh, but also humble king. He gives like he says, okay. "No, he's a good guy." But he also stood up for Lindsay and said it was disrespectful when Austin was on Watch What Happens Live and he was totally over Lindsay. So he was standing up for his girl. I was like, go Carl. That's what I'm saying. He is so well adjusted. Like yeah. he is so well adjusted. And I'm like, I'm not a gay dude, but he genuinely makes me want to be a better man. Yeah. Sobriety looks great on him. I know. Like I wish I was, that's frustrating. Cause then I'm like, maybe I should be, maybe I should go completely sober, you know? Good luck. <laughs> so I was, on, I was on antibiotics recently and like nice. I, for an undisclosed reason, and <laughs> uh, I'm sorry, those TMI, but I couldn't drink for, it was only for five days and I'm not one to like drink when I'm like alone, but like when you're out to dinner, I just like need a cocktail or a beer. Yeah. It just makes the dinner experience. I'm sorry. But like I had, like, yeah, I'm, I don't, I had a martini last night and it was just amazing. Like it was sometimes like if you're having dinner, it's just like a really nice thing, you know, and it's a nice treat, a nice little treat. And the seven after it were nice too. I mean, it was just like really nice. Just talking about like sobriety, how great sobriety is. And we're like, (laughs) so delicious. And I don't, but I, sobriety is great, but you know what also is great? Drinking alcohol. I think that's yeah. equally at, no, I'm not, I don't want to make again, fun of it. I mean, it's important to, to, you know, note that, you know, you just have to know your limits and, you know, some people just, I think that Carl was probably at a place where he did not know his limits and that it was like, you know, not having a good effect on his life. And Kyle might be at that place where he doesn't, and it's hard because they also work for lover boy. I know that's going to be the hardest, but yeah. I feel like if, like now it's so funny, like before Kyle was a good example, a good example for Carl in the sense of getting him a job and all that. But I hope yeah. now Carl is a good example for Kyle and Kyle sees like, yo, his life is really moving along. And I know that feeling. It's so sad. Like sometimes even with COVID, it was so sad that all my friends kind of just started having kids. And I'm like, we're never going to get back. We we never got to have a goodbye party because of COVID of like us hanging out and going out yeah. and having drinks and being stupid and and uh, it's sometimes sad to like go that part of your life is over. And I feel like that's we see that sadness with Kyle sometimes of he just can't accept that he's not going to be young forever. 
That's a good point because Carl was like, oh my God, like Kyle has his, has his shit together. Like he's getting married. He started this awesome company. He really is like, you know, killing it. And Carl was like looking at him kind of like an inspiration. And now it's like, yeah, maybe Kyle should look at how Carl has turned around his life with sobriety. If he so chooses, you know, to take that route. But um, yeah. And lastly, is that, uh, is that, um, I gotta say this and I hate to, I hate to be, um, um, I don't want to be mean, but at the same time, I want to point out, didn't miss Hannah at all on the show. Like didn't miss Hannah burner at all. In fact, Sierra was in the same spot. Hannah would be looking at the phone. Like I was like, Sierra is like, I almost think like Hannah would, should be pissed. Cause I'm like, Sierra is the new Hannah because they're just pages sitting next to him. They're both on their phones in bed. That's exactly the spot Hannah was in. There's like no change. I know. But also how funny is that, that my boyfriend's roommate went to a comedy show the other night at the stand in New York. Yeah. And um, he was like, Oh, Hannah burner performed. I was like, what? I was like, what do you have to say about it? Like, do you remember any jokes? And he was like, I don't remember anything in particular, but she was pretty funny. So that's what he said. I was like, okay, that's good. But okay, good for her. Good. Well, you know what? You know, she uses a lot of other people's jokes. So I'm sure those are good jokes, you know? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Moving on to another Bravo thing. We're doing Bravo heavy up front, you guys, and then we'll get to entertainment stories. Um, uh, Real Housewives of Orange County. Did you watch this week? Yes, I did. I did. I liked this episode. I really love it. And I got to tell you, like, it's like Noella is hitting that Lisa Rinna spot for me where I really don't trust her and I really don't like her. But I also really like her on the show because she's such a kook and she's so thirsty and she's calling other people thirsty. What's your opinion of Noella? She's like Bronwyn 2.0. I just think she's too thirsty and too like, yeah, she's too calculated. I like, you know... You know who I'm loving this season is Emily. I know. Yes. I said that. Uh, yes. I love like who fucking like that's me carrying around a two liter of soda in a, a swimsuit shop. Turkey sub. She's like, always. she always has a turkey sub on her. I'm like, that's so me. She's the carrot top of food, man. She's, She's like so food relatable. props. I love and I'm honestly and I'm not just saying this like I'm not an Emily bandwagon fan. Like I've always liked Emily. I've always liked Emily and Gina. Like I think that they like they're the opposite of Noella where they're not like always putting on like a show. They're just kind of being themselves, which I appreciate. I think that Gina, you know, is definitely playing up the whole like Heather Dubrow obsession and friendship and stuff. Um, I, I want her to stay to her roots and, you know, stay with Emily being BFFs because I like them together. Um, but yeah, I genuine I, I generally really like Emily and Gina. Yeah. And, well, they- and Heather is interesting this season for sure. The Emily and Gina relationship is fascinating because they really have been forced to be like not forced, but they've been friends since the very beginning when nobody liked them. I remember I remember meeting up with Emily and Gina, God, three or four years ago now at The Quiet Woman uh, in like that famous where they did the scene with Kelly Dodd and all that stuff. It is in my fucking plate. (laughs) And then, okay. So it was Danny Pellegrino. Like we did the ropes course that they did in OC. So it was like 10 or 12 of us. And it was like, uh, Kate Casey came and met us, Danny Pellegrino, his boyfriend, like all the, and it was, uh, Gina and Emily came and had drinks with us. 
and they were both really nice. And they were both talking about like how Shannon hates them and da da da. And then Shannon, you guys walked in with her boyfriend at the time, not the new guy, but this old guy. And Shannon, I still have it on my phone, looks over and looks at them and goes, uh, and then was like, like whispered to her boyfriend. And then I was filming it with my camera. I got this film still. And she uh, walks up and she sees me filming and then gives me a dirty look. And Shannon Bedore like put the fear of God into me with her dirty look. But she sat then away. She said hi and then sat far away from them and looked over at us the whole night. And Gina and Emily were like, she hates us. Like, she's so mean to us, you know? I've also always liked Shannon. Like I've, I've been a Shannon uh, apologist for a yeah. long time. You, I'm a Shannon apologist and I'm really happy for, I think her, her boyfriend now is John. Is that his name? Yeah. John. Yeah. Yeah. John. And I like how he, you know, he's, she was like, I've never been with someone who like sticks up for me before. Like I'm happy for Shannon. Like I see, want her to have a happy ending. Sophie, I kind of look at it very differently is I think this couple, and I've said this a lot there and I allegedly, or this is just my opinion this is a, they're professional drinkers. This is a couple that starts yeah. drinking around one o'clock, yeah. you know, they're out there. They're like looking out the porch, those guys. And you can see it at the, at Bronwyn's renewal set, which was a bizarre episode last season. They were getting shit canned at the hotel room. Remember they were pouring drinks in their like bathroom and going back out to the party. And then like their kids yeah. were with them too. And it was like, they were hammered this that's a professional drinking couple and shannon i like her she's entertaining but shannon is at war with herself at all times at all times she's at war with herself what do you mean that she's just unhappy with herself? like she's not unhappy but there's just like she i think there's just certain people that just have this in them where they're never going to they're never going to find bliss or full happiness because they just there's like not an anger inside but there's just an agitation at all times and i find it not funny, but weird that she goes to like Eastern medicine, holistic, all of these things. And she's still, you know, like she's been doing she's this like for years bitter. and she's very bitter and miserable. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. She's, she's doing this for years and it's like, not exactly. I'm not rushing out to do Eastern medicine after watching Shannon, you know? Yeah. No, I think that deep down there's definitely a lot of trauma and just like, yeah, she's a bitter person. She's definitely bitter and and probably unhappy deep down, but that's why I want her to be happy. I want her to find happiness. I, I mean, I do. And I, it, you know, happiness is a lifelong goal and it's something you strive for. And think, thankfully she's away from that loser of a husband, ex-husband she had that did the David, David, the fact that that and his new wife, they did those nude photo shoot in the woods. Ew. You remember that? Where they were embracing with like hiking shoes on. Like how do you strip down to your clothes and you're like, let's keep the hiking shoes on. And then they set up a self-timer to take these nude shots. And I'm like, what? Like, I never want to be in love, in love that hard where I'm like, let's take nude photos. Like, I never want to be that in love. Should my boyfriend and I do that? No, dude. The early 2000s was a breeding ground for bad reality competition series. From shows like Kid Nation, CBS weird Lord of the Fly style social experiment that took 40 kids to live by themselves in a ghost town, to The Swan, a horrifying concept where women spent months undergoing a physical transformation and then were made to compete in a beauty pageant. On each episode of Wondery's podcast, The Big Flop, comedians join host Misha Brown to chronicle one of the biggest pop culture fails of all time and try to answer the age-old question, who thought this was a good idea? Recently, The Big Flop looked at The Swan, a competition show between women who were hoping to transform their physical appearance. The problem? 
the women were isolated for weeks, berated, operated on, and then were ranked by a panel of judges. Unsurprisingly, it all led to trauma for the contestants and terrible reviews. Follow The Big Flop on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free by joining Wondery Plus. Tomorrow, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tomorrow, only on Disney+. Plus. You guys, uh, it is time for my favorite part of the show, where we get to talk about our sponsors. And this week, So Bad It's Good is sponsored by the one and only streaming service, Sundance Now. So, uh, after a long day, I just want to curl up on the couch, as a man does, and get lost in a gripping story with characters I can love. And sometimes, I get tired of those being real housewives. Uh, so, I don't think it's too much to ask that I actually watch a fictional story. A story with amazing characters, great acting, all of that stuff. And that, you go to find that nowhere else with Sundance Now. So with Sundance Now, you always have something to watch that is binge-worthy, and that is the name of the game, uh, and also something you can be obsessed with. Sundance Now is an ad-free streaming service created by AMC Networks. You guys know AMC, Walking Dead, pretty much every amazing show ever. (laughs) So it's for people who obsess over riveting storytelling and fresh perspectives. Sundance now has original prestige dramas, international thrillers, and bone-chilling true crime shows. Every show is a sleek production with sexy lead characters. Uh, They've got shows like the hit British series A Discovery of Witches, which is now entering its third season. Uh, It's the perfect mix of like period drama, romance, and edge-of-your-seat thrillers. Uh, Season 1 and 2 are streaming, but like I said, season 3 is uh, premiering. It just premiered on January 8th. So there's seven episodes in the third season. I love that it's not 20 episodes, and the finale drops on February 19th. In the final series of A Discovery of Witches, Matthew and Diana return from their trip to 1590 to find tragedy at September Tours. They must find the missing pages from the Book of Life and the book itself before it's too late. Their enemies are gearing up against them, and a monster from Matthew's past who has been lying in wait will return for revenge. Wow, that actually does sound uh, like a Real Housewife show. Uh, TV Guide says it's pure catnip for fans of this genre. LA Times says elegant and satisfying. Uh, You can stream Sundance now on all of your favorite devices for as low as $4.99 a month. That is very low. Just download the app or watch online and discover exclusive shows from around the world instantly. So, um, Find your next TV obsession on Sundance Now. Try Sundance Now free for 30 days by going to SundanceNow.com and use promo code SOBAD. That's SundanceNow.com code SOBAD for 30 days of free streaming. I mean, guys, that that is free. That's free for 30 days. You can just get it. Like, come on. That's free for 30 days. That's amazing. Promo code so bad. And I'll put that in the show notes as well. And now if your boyfriend came to you and said, I would love to take 
tasteful nude photos where, where I embrace you, where I don't see any of your nudity, but they can tell, that, like, what would your thought be if he it's said- that would literally just never- That's what I'm saying. Ima- but imagine, or imagine, like, what would he do if you came to him and said, I would love to go to the woods camping, and I would love to get a nude photo of us embracing. Like, he would think you were crazy. Yeah, he'd be like, no, that's really weird. Yeah, can we just, can we just leave our clothes on and take a picture? Yeah, but not even that. He like never like we just like never take photos. Like <laughs> but the one photo we do take, it's a tasteful nude in the woods. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> um, okay, so that's uh yeah, but Noella, I, I'm really like I I don't trust her, you guys, and I don't trust sweet James either, but I really like Noella, I don't trust too. Like there's a lot of weirdness there and Bravo's really investing in her character. I had that Bravo-holic data, which if you don't follow her account, it's fascinating, uh, Sophie. You guys all need to follow it. But she breaks down all the screen time of each character and then how many Instagram followers they get after each episode. And you can tell Bravo's really investing in Noella with the amount of screen time that they give her. It's um, it's interesting because you can see like whose storyline they're pushing. They're, oh, they're betting on her, I guess. That's what I'm saying. They're investing in that, but they're, I think they're investing in her like a villain. Oh yeah. I definitely think that she's like getting, you know, I'm getting villain vibes for her. As soon as she showed up and where are they? Cabo? Cabo. Yeah. Which by the way, how do you, Heather DeBro go into Cabo 10 times a year? Like what the, f- I, how many vacations are you allowed? Like I, this is what I said, Sophie on Friday. I said, um, I don't tr- like, Remember when we were like all thought that like, wow, Tom Girardi's super rich. That's weird. I know lawyers are rich, but are they really that rich? But none of us thought anything different about it because it was just presented as facts. I'm getting those same vibes from the DeBros. Like they shouldn't have this, like I know oh, botched right. and all that is like huge, but like how do they have this much money? Plastic surgeons make more money than like almost any other doctor. So I believe it. I believe but Dr. That. Jen does that too. She's not I mean- that- I don't know. I believe it that, but she's not this level as Terry DeBro in Beverly Hills, you know, like I, I totally, totally believe that, um, they're that rich from like being a plastic surgeon. Um, also I thought it was fascinating this week. I'm fascinated by this and I hope it comes back many times is that we found out Dr. Jen has cement in her leg to help. Uh, and I just find that that amazing. That was so crazy. She was so casual about it. Yeah. She's like, I have some, and I got to get blood to it. I'm like, why is there so, I need more information about the cement in your leg, but I just imagine like, is it like a 50 pound leg? Yeah. Like I have a lot of questions about that. I do too. Like I really, but that's the kind of detail that I love that is so real that you're like, we need a whole storyline about that. <laughs> that's what I'm like. Is she that mean? Have a, she doesn't have any other storyline. So. No, see, that's the she other thing. Ryan, 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 Ryan. That <laughs> other thing is with that, you can tell Bravo only gave her like five minutes of story. She they, Bravo gives her really little time for story, but they give Noella the lion's share as a new character. So like, I kind of like Dr. Jen, but we just don't get to see her enough to really get her yeah. story. I think that Noella, now that I think about it, is like in her confessionals, I always get the vibe that she's acting. Dude, like, it's like, it's like, like old like, Erica Jane when they would write her lines. She was like, I just need you to be there for me during the hardest, rawest time of my life. I'm getting raw dog emotionally right yeah. now. Yeah, I was like, okay, relax. Uh, but I, by the way, Nicole, I would have hung up on her too. Like, I love that Nicole was like, I don't think I'm the right friend for you right now. You know? Yeah. Nicole. And then since she didn't get vaccinated, apparently that's why she didn't go to Cabo. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah, and that's why she's not in the show because she's she's an anti-vaxxer. Oh, perfect. I hope we I hope we can fight about vaccinations for the end of time. This what a amazing fun fun uh, country we live in right now. Yeah. Um, okay, and then finally, and this is actually a little more serious, but I just remembered this: Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Yeah. Uh, I really don't. I'm not. Uh, I'm sometimes not the best person to talk about this. I get angry really quickly. But uh, Jenny, it comes out. You know. And maybe I want to talk about one aspect of this because it came out. Jenny's Facebook posts were uh, really like there was some violent stuff. Even if you're a Republican or a Democrat, I'm trying to like there was some like very violent about running over protesters and stuff. And she was like sharing kind of like, quote unquote, funny memes about running over people and stuff. And it got discovered. So what I want to talk about, too, is that her social media manager or something like that came out and said she was hacked. And that these photos never were her. I know that's insane. Like, why, why lie on top and of the lie? She also lied in her apology when she said that her Facebook was deactivated for over a year. And she was like, I don't hold those beliefs. That's why I deactivated my Facebook. And yeah, so first of all, she admitted that the posts were hers in her own apology. And then yes. the media manager was like, she was hacked. So which one is it? But that wasn't true because people were on her Facebook like that morning. Like she was lying in her apology. So yeah, there were very, very, very bad posts, like anti-BLM stuff. It was like, hey, if you don't resist arrest, you won't get shot. Or if you listen to orders, it was something, yeah, just gross, gross posts and a lot of them. Like, But I will say this keeps coming up. Well, I mean, this keeps coming up, especially on Bravo. We keep having to butt up against this, which because that's how the world is. But Bravo never really takes a hard stance. I mean, they sometimes do. Like, it's like they fired Stassi and Kristen, but now it seems like they're not firing people because they started filming uh, season three of Salt Lake last week. And from what I understand, Jenny's on it. And from what I understand, they're going to be talking about it. And I'm like, do we do? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I struggle back and forth. Do we want to hear this discussion with Jenny on the show being hired when she's still then getting uh, money for being there and she's still getting these kind of yeah. rewards, but I don't know. Well, what is the right? They have to, I mean, they already filmed the reunion, unfortunately. So that wouldn't have happened during the reunion. It has to get addressed at some point. So I'm kind of glad that they're going to do it. I think that, you know, if she's already locked in for the season, fine, keep her locked in and then fire address the issue and then fire her after this. Yeah. Um, I think she might already be too locked in. And I, I do want them to address it because I do want her to recognize and take accountability. But also, if these are her feelings, stand up for your feelings. I want to hear, like, let's have that argument then. Like, I want to hear you argue these things. But I just sometimes worry because it's like whether, it, you know, it just feels like it's coming from a place of hate. And then it makes me sad because I really love Jenny's daughter. She was so cute. And I'm like, oh, my God, is this the shit you guys talk about in your oh, household? You know, know, like daughter was so cute. I know I'm, I'm going to miss her daughter. But yeah, Jenny, Jenny needs to go if they're going to like. I, I think that also it was like kind of weird when we were hearing that Bravo may have imposed like a gag order on the cast member. Yeah, the cast couldn't speak about it yet. Yeah, yeah which also is crazy. And that Jen Shaw, which I think has been debunked. People are saying that she was fired for speaking. Oh, out yeah. Well, okay. So, you guys, there was like, so Jen Shaw was the first to actually speak out specifically about this. And then somebody had uh, DM'd her and said, um, 
you know, are you fired? Are you fired? And she said, no, but maybe I am now because I'm speaking out about it. And they, they were told to not speak out about it yet until they got the go ahead, because I think they probably were trying to like, kind of figure out what's going on as production. If you're in the middle of filming, this is a huge bomb that got just dropped off and they're going to need to know how to cover it for the show. So I'm guessing they did say, Hey, chill out on commenting yet, even though that put them in a really bad spot. So Jen Shaw, like, yeah, amazing, you guys. Jen Shaw stood up for, you know, you know, want, doesn't want to be racist in any way, and she stood up. But I do want to also point out, and I've said this many times, and I'm not trying to take away from Jen Shaw, but I will say this is somebody that is definitely going to jail, and she will, she will hop on to anything at this point. So it, it, it's another thing of distraction, and I, I think her head's in the right place in terms of where she is on the side of the issue. But at the same time, it's like she's just she's like, good. The attention's off me. Yes. Jenny, Jenny, horrible person. Jenny, I'm I'm anti Jenny. I am anti like she's just it's like, yo, we need to deal with your problems. But Salt Lake is fascinating this season because all of these people like Meredith is coming off like insane. All of a sudden, Lisa Barlow's self-obsessed. They're all not bad. It's a cult leader. Um, yeah, I mean, Whitney Rose is like going bankrupt with why. So Jen Shaw looks pretty damn good now compared to, but like, like, what is happening? There's so much mess and chaos on that show. But I I watched last week's episode and I'm like, Jen Shaw's literally getting in Meredith's face, but get like spitting, getting into Lisa Barlow's face. If I had any friend that got into my face, like, I don't understand what it's like it's like the erica jane thing of like how did lisa barlow get screamed at in her face and then they made up and lisa was like let's give jen shaw the big room she deserves it like what what universe are we living on that was crazy the bus ride that poor sprinter van driver oh yeah he has to put up with so much lisa wait what did lisa say she was like i can't deal with this right now i you get out of my i can't and and then like i it just Jenny lets us know that she knows how to deal with it because she grew up in Long Beach and, you know, I'll put my hair back and let's go. And then you just see Heather and Whitney, which, you know, I really love. uh, I do like Heather and Whitney, but I sometimes know that those are the two Bravo fans. So when they see this stuff, they're watching it as a show themselves. Like they're like, ha ha, look at this, you know, like they're staying supposedly on the right side of history. But I don't know. It's 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 uh, Salt Lake is just a really weird franchise because there is truly so much weirdness going on. And I think we're about to find out specifically that Jen and Meredith dated the same man. Yes, Um, I'm so excited for that storyline. Yeah. So we're about to find that out. And uh, I don't know. I just don't know, like what Bravo should do in this case, because I'm hearing both sides like 50 percent wanted Jenny fired and 50 percent wanted her to stay. And I'm like, that's so weird like I, I don't know like well it's like if we fired Stassi and Kristen I feel like it's just like we need to hold people accountable to the same standard um yeah I feel like they need to keep it consistent get rid of the racists like they've been doing so far um yeah uh it, yeah that's I don't know it's just something that I'm trying to figure out what's right because you know then maybe like is there an importance in importance in keeping her and hearing what Jenny has to say for herself and all that. Is it like, are we supposed to just be shutting people out? Are we like, because people I, on Twitter, I said something like that. Uh, 
because my point was all of us fans know about it, all of us super fans, but I want her to stay so like the general public can know what happened because all of us Twitter people and Instagram people, we live in this kind of bubble bubble where we think everybody knows what we know. And that's just not the case. So I was like, is it important though, to like really let, like let Jenny out to the world of like this person exists and is posting shit like this. Maybe that there's importance in there. And some people on Twitter were like, no, I know what she's going to say. Who, I don't want to give any more, uh, give that a platform. I'll, I'll be happy if they address it on the show, just so it's like out there, like it deserves to be out there. So yes. Yeah. Um, okay. So finally getting to move on to some, uh, as we start winding down, uh, Tristan Thompson, Sophie, I think you're going to be happy to hear this. He posted, posted a cryptic message about facing his demons on Instagram, you guys. Um, so, you know, recently Tristan had took, taken to Instagram to confirm that he did father a third child. Um, and he wrote on an Instagram story on January 21st, sometimes you don't realize your own strength until you face your greatest weakness. Hide from your demons and they'll slowly destroy your potential. Face them and they can potentially become your greatest asset. Like, okay, Tristan, please. But is, is his greatest demon, okay. is his greatest demon not wearing a condom? Yeah. His, He's like, uh, but I will greatest, face it. His greatest demon is a semen. Yeah. And he goes, how did, how dare you semen? How you, you're yeah. getting me into this trouble. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, but God. what does facing it mean? Like you finally took credit for your kid. That's facing your demon. Like well, what is it on you? What is with Tristan and Chloe and like just constantly posting like quotes to Instagram? Dude. Like, keep it to yourselves. Like, I'll, but also, I'm all for self improvement. But it's the fact that it's what I've been saying about Kanye and Julia Fox and Kim Kardashian. They're using t- TMZ and they're using us as the middleman. They're using us. They're like, why do you want us to see it? Like, who do you want? Like, are you trying to let us know that you're like working on yourself? Like, shouldn't you let? Whoever needs, shouldn't you let your therapist know about this and not yeah, us? Exactly. They're so, so troubled. I truly do believe she'll get back with Tristan Thompson, I think. Oh, yeah. I mean, I'm sure they're already back together. So, um, uh, Pete and Kim, I, I was watching Saturday Night Live last night, and I hate Who to say that it last night, like, I don't even know. Will, Will Forte, the okay, old cast member. Okay. But Pete Davidson came on in the beginning, loudest applause of the night. The guy is a superstar. He's been skyrocketed into superstardom because of Kim Kardashian. And I just like, I find that fascinating because he's not the strongest sketch performer, but the man is a star now. He's a star because of who he's dating. Like, I know he needs to do something like, do like, what are you, what is he even in? What besides us now? Well, he just bought a ferry with Colin Jost. He bought he he bought the Staten Island ferry, and they're going to redo it. Did you know that? No. Yeah, they even talked about it on the show last night. That oh that God. is true. They, they, they Colin Jost is another one of my like pet peeve celebrities. Like, did you ever read his article? Of, did you ever read that article about him buying in the Hamptons? Like he. He's like very, oh, yeah. He's like yeah. super bougie. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my God. He like went to Harvard. Ugh. he just like gets under my skin. Colin Jost. Ugh. but like Kim's new promo campaign is we saw it this week. She posted on her Island supposedly. And we are to assume that Pete Davidson is the shadow in this of taking this photo. Now I posted on Instagram. I said, 
hey, we've been working on this photo for years. We, we took this in the same like Warner Brothers lot where Avatar was filmed and 30 of the best digital artists have, you know, worked on this and we're so happy with the finished product. And the sad thing is, even though I'm a full on joke account, people were like, you're shitting me. Oh my God, that's horrible. That's not a real photo. And I'm like, who's believing at this point, anything that I say you know, is still wild. So funny, but also there was a whole investigation um, on the, on the Kardashian subreddit. Um, <laughs> and someone matched the shoe print in the photo to, I think it's like Simon or like one of her makeup artist friends, like one of her like male friends yeah. That's who was taking the photo according to this investigation. So I don't know if it was Pete, but it seemed to be debunked. Yeah. I don't think by any stretch of the imagination that, um, Pete Davidson is taking all of these photos. Cause then we got private jet photos of like him, like he, and we're, oh, you yeah, know, private jet photos. <laughs> but I also like the thought that Kim's putting Pete to work. He's working harder than he's ever worked in his life. He's like, I I'm taking all of these photos all of a sudden. I hate it. You know? I know. Seriously. Uh, what are you thinking? We got new, uh, new Kim and Julia Fox photos dropped. They're in Paris for fashion week. They are now going overseas. They had an, an all denim moment yesterday, you guys. And I posted a picture on my Instagram and it just cracks me up because they're both so like, and then Kanye put in white, like all white Marilyn Manson contacts, which I'm like, I kind of love the silly dress up phase of like when Kanye gets like this, he used to do this with Amber Rose too. And I'm kind of here for it. Cause it really Same. makes me laugh. It yeah, makes me laugh. Like, I love like looking at the outfits cause they're getting crazier and crazier. Yeah. But he keeps wearing those Balenciaga huge uh, rain boots. They're like, look all chunky and stuff. I and know, I hate, so like, funny. you're not going to make those popular dude. Like I don't, I mean, if you do, I'm, I'm really sad. Um, uh, it will be popular, by the way. Those I know they just look so gross. Right? Like they've like been kind of popular. So Julia Fox also let us know on her podcast that she's always dated billionaires since she was a teenager. You guys, so yeah. this isn't new. Julia Fox is cracking me up. I mean, she's like doing the most in the sense of a cool girl. Like doing the most a cool girl will do. She, she is, is a cool girl. She is doing the most in like a cringy way. But like, again, I'm so here for it. Yes, it is very, uh, it is cool. Um, okay, quick things. We're going to do a serious bit and then do some last thing as a funny thing. Uh, I do want to, a lot of important people passed away this week. Andre Leon Talley, uh, first African-American uh, Vogue, um, you know, editor is editor, right? Yeah. Okay. Uh, an amazing man. I don't know a lot about fashion, like I've always said, but he, uh, a lot of my friends really were very emotional about him passing it and reading about his life was interesting. And I do, uh, Anna Wintour, I know they had a falling out, but she even yeah. made a statement about how amazing of a man he was. And also uh, today, another fashion person passed away. Do you know this Moogler guy, this Terry Moogler? Terry Moogler, yes. yes. Yeah. Dead at 73. French fashion designer Terry Moogler, who yeah, Terry Moogler also was the designer of Kim's um, wet look, wet look, wet look. Yes. So speaking of Kim, yeah, yeah. But that also, and this is just from like he's seventy three, and I was looking at photos of him younger. He got some wild plastic surgery in his later years, like his nose. Like I don't know that. I mean, always look good, but just looks like a completely different person than when he started. But uh, he rest in peace. Of course, Meatloaf, uh, the rock musician, uh, passed away as well. And I do want to give, um, uh, this is uh, 
was very sad. Um, uh, and this is trigger warning. Uh, uh, I'm trying to, what's her, uh, Regina King's son. Oh, Regina King's son. Yeah. Yeah. Her son, um, died killed, by suicide. Yeah. His name was Ian Alexander Jr. Dies at 26. And one of his last posts on Instagram or one of his last comments was, he said, um, I don't think Instagram is healthy for me, which is such a, a very loaded statement of like, you know, we always talk about that because we're on social media a lot is that you really have to, it's like drinking. You have to oh, watch yeah. it. You have to, it really does. It can make you feel so bad sometimes as much as it can make you feel good, you know? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, it's not, it, that's, it's so sad. And I know a lot of people were saying that TMZ broke the story before the family could even announce it, which was, you know, in bad taste, but when does TMZ really act? Yeah, I don't, anyway? I don't think they care. But about. yeah, I mean, social media really is. So, like I said, I was like, I was just reading Reddit the other day, just stumbling around, enjoying myself. And then I saw comments about myself that just like ruined my day and made me really upset. But anyway, it's not, it's not the same, but yeah, social media, all of that. It's really sad. Um, yeah, just devastated for her and the family and devastated for all of the, you know, people that we've lost in the past like week. It's really crazy. Yeah. And then speaking of mental health too, Bella Hadid details her excruciating mental health struggles. Now this is also a potential trigger warning, but she would take a photo every time she cried. She said in the last year it was really important for me to learn that even if people talk about my style or if they like it or if they don't, it doesn't matter because it's my style. When I leave the house in the morning, what I think about is, does this make me happy? Do I feel good in this? And do I feel comfortable? But she found it very hard to, uh, she's in a very weird space mentally, uh, finds it very hard to get out of the house and put an outfit together, especially with the anxiety of anxiety photographers being outside and all of that. Now, I don't want to make fun of that in any way, but it's very, you know, we don't have to worry about any of that stuff, you know, and I'm sure if you do, it's, you know, and we always think of her as just very overly privileged and all of this stuff. But that's my whole point is that remember celebrities are not aspirational. You can have those people like I look up to Carl right now, but in the most times I wouldn't want any of their lives. Would I want to be Kanye West right now? Hell no. Like do I would well, imagine some guy like, you know, being Kanye West, which I deserve to talk. I deserve to talk about him. But imagine if he ever heard that he's like some guy that he doesn't know talking about his chunky boots and how ugly they are, you know? Yeah, like I, I can't even imagine that. Like I just having that many people talking about you and judging you at once 24 seven, like. Yeah, that's it takes a toll. And yeah, I know that we look at a lot of these celebrities again as aspirational and beautiful and rich and traveling all over the world, but it's like at what cost? Yeah. Because sometimes I like being a somewhat, you know, anonymous person in the Yeah, do you like if I if somebody commented every like like oh my god, he's been in the same basketball shorts for 4 days in a row, it would break my heart. Uh, but also it might be healthy for me because I would actually change basketball shorts, you know? Never yeah. mind. <laughs> like, I literally wrote a, read a comment the other day saying that I'm a bad writer, and that sent me into an existential. Wait, do crisis. you do you do you comment back? No, no. Oh my god, I I try not to give things just any energy, and I was mad at myself for how like upset I was after reading a comment. But it's like, yeah, like I would not if one comment saying that so, one person doesn't think I'm a good oh. writer makes me that I'm like I I do not want you know a whole world ever paying attention to me. Like, I just can't even oh. imagine how like just 
Oh my god. Well, I mean, we were talking about Shannon, Shannon Bedore, and I feel like sometimes, like I'm like, I'm. It's never going to be enough for me. Like I can have all the things happening for me in the world, and I'll still find. Like I, I even my stupid mind did this. Like I always get the comment of like, "Oh my god, you work so hard. You're such a hard worker." And then I was like, and then nobody said this, but in my head, I was like, "Am I?" am I any good at this or am I just a hard worker? Like, is it like, good job. You work so hard. Like, like that was a, and that's just a stupid thought to have, but that's like just where the human mind goes, unfortunately. Yeah. And like, you start to believe things that you hear or read about yourself where people are saying you're a, a bad writer or bad. If someone was saying you were a bad podcaster, one, even though you're not like you will internalize that. Oh. I actually kind of wanted, because what I've been hearing about these Bengals players and NFL players, they have bulletin board material. So they were the underdogs this weekend. And every commentator that, that, you know, put them as the underdogs or talk shit about them. They use that as fuel. And I was like, I need to start being that way where like, I read this stuff and I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm going to show them, I'm going to prove them wrong. Like, you know, I, I think it's good to use it as motivation sometimes instead of letting it define you. Sometimes obliviousness, I talk about this with my roommate, like sometimes obliviousness would be so fun to have because you could probably get a lot more done if you weren't paying it, you know, if you were just oblivious to all of the things. Um, well, that's why yeah, I like, want to get my mind erased like an eternal sunshine. Oh my God. Well, I do. And like somebody I really look up to, we were talking about people and somebody that I think handles fame and celebrity just so well is um, I don't know if you're aware of uh, the comedian Che Diaz. Che is just so like Che is like really the cutting edge of like comedy, yeah. of sexuality, of all of these things. And they yeah, just cool under, you know. Oh, yeah, that's I've got a gig in Cleveland. I've got, a, I've got you did a good. I've got a gig in Cleveland. I got to go. Is this, and then Miranda, what is Mar- like Miranda? Like, I feel like Miranda's Miranda- like, go, go to Cleveland. <laughs> well, and my thought was like, cause then I've been writing fan fiction in my head is like, is she going to go to Cleveland and watch Che like in the middle of an orgy of like, that's like, what, that's what I feel like is going to happen that she's going to catch Che because Che was like, I can't give you a, a traditional relationship. Like Che was warning Miranda. So I, and Miranda's but like, Che also I says, know. Che and doesn't Miranda- cheat. Che said, I don't lie and I don't cheat. Well, Che wants an open relationship type thing. Dude, but, what if what Miranda, if what if she walks in and Che has like a full strap on on? Yeah, honestly, that could happen. But Miranda was like, I'm in a rom-com. And I was like, this is only gonna end badly. And poor Steve. Hey, get Steve, what, what's going on? Hey, good, what's going on? Uh, you're gonna need both hearing aids for this. I lost one in the couch. Like, I mean, are we like, just put Steve out of his misery. Like this is so dehumanizing. It's really sad for Steve. It's really sad for Steve. I, I'm, I feel, I couldn't like be happy after that episode. Cause I was just sad for Steve. Like, were we supposed to be happy for Miranda? Like, I mean, I honestly, I think, were we supposed I to be? That, I don't know. I don't know. Honestly, I was left hoping that, you know, Carrie or Charlotte would talk some sense into her, but they were just like, yeah, go ahead. Well, Charlotte can uh, Charlotte can't. She's too busy servicing that huge dong that Harry yeah, has. What was did that? you see? I mean, yeah, that was when did we find out that Harry Goldenblatt is packing. <laughs> Harry Goldenblatt was like the in the Boogie Night sequels about Harry Goldenblatt. Like he's like, you're oh a big bright God. star. I, wait, I literally rewind rewound it and paused it. <laughs> it was like I was so I was like, what the fuck is that? But, but also, fun fact: a lot of the times in these scenes, they use like fake prosthetic. You also, because you're an actor. I well, see, I use a fake prosthetic 
24 seven, like, all, yeah. like even in my normal life, not but, just for your sex scenes. No, no, all the time. But the Harry thing upset me so much that I was so, and this is just how I'm insane. Uh, Kristen Davis, who plays Charlotte was on watch what happens live this week. She did confirm it was a prosthetic penis. Oh yeah. Okay. I missed that. So and I was, I was like, I was like, fuck yeah. You don't have that huge dong, Harry. <laughs> like it meant something. Like I feel better. Rep- it was good representation for, for the huge. Jewish people. Yeah. <laughs> they need, they needed this man. I like they needed this. We needed this. Honestly. I, yeah. Like that's, it is. And just like to sympathize with Harry, having a huge dong is like a huge burden to me. Sometimes it is not fun. It's not funny. It is not, it's like, just, I always have to explain myself anywhere I go. I always have to wear underwear. That's horrible. So it's not fun. You guys, You're it's not so fun or funny. Strong. I think so you, brave. yeah, I just, it's like when people say, uh, um, you're carrying the show on your back. I carry everything I do on my dong. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I think we've firmly grossed out everybody. You guys, uh, this was, uh, is there anything coming up this week, uh, that we need to know about Sophie? My, okay. So my Substack is coming together. I'm really excited. Oh yeah. Track so when we get the Substack, do I just throw a link in and people can sign up for it? Like, how do we, how do you yeah, do a Substack? Yeah, but I'm excited about it. I feel like, yeah, I've had like a very crazy past few weeks with my full-time job and I'm excited to finally have some time for my personal writing. And I'm excited for, you know, some of my articles that are coming out too. So stay tuned. Now, will you, will these be about like certain topics or will they be about you? Like, like what's your favorite oh, type of writing? You're going to have to see. Well, oh, for my Substack, yeah, you're just going to have to see. Is there going to be an audiobook version of your Substack? Oh my God, that'd be so lit. Can I read the audiobook version of your Substack? Yeah. Maybe Hi, I'll do that on a Patreon. Wait, did you ever watch Gallery Girls? No, I need. Oh to. my god, I'm doing that on the Patreon. No. I was like, I was like, you need to come on and recap a gallery because it's so good. It is I so good. To. I I was obsessed with the NYC prep. This is in the same vein, okay, but it's yeah, a bunch I of girls you that. hate in New York City, like I, assistants of galleries. Demand, right? It was. I I'm I'm watching it on YouTube TV. Okay, okay. I'll I'm gonna watch it. I'm gonna. Watch okay. It. Um. So you guys, that Substack. As soon as it's up, we'll be posting it on the uh, Instagram, and we'll talk about it on the show, so you can go sign up. And have a great week, you guys. I hope uh, this went so quick. It is so easy to talk to Sophie. So I hope you guys have the best week ever. And uh, yeah, don't let anything get you down this week. Thank you. Love you guys. Go Bengals. Go Bengals. Bye. Bye. Betches.